the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Hello and welcome to Excel today. I'm glad that you are here to be enriched with knowledge for all-round excellence in life. We believe that excellence is God's purpose and plan for your life. And it takes his wisdom to live a life of all-round excellence. So you're welcome to this special broadcast. You are encouraged to share the link with as many people as possible. Let them be blessed and enriched by the ministry of God's word. And let's go into uh, prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you are here with us, Spirit of God, to teach us, instruct us, and equip us for a life of all around excellence. Thank you for everyone watching this broadcast now, or those who may watch it thereafter. Let the same grace rest upon it and bring transformation to their lives in every way. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. God bless you once again. Our series is A Better Me, and our text is Proverbs 4, 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Proverbs 4, 18 says, The path of the just, the path, but the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto a perfect day. And that describes you. Your path as a justified one in Christ is supposed to shine brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. That's why I know that in this new month, you'll be shining in every area of your life. In Jesus' precious name. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, But we all, with open face, Beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. That is what we've been looking at. And so we ask the question, how can I become a better version of myself? How can you become a better husband than you presently are? How can you become a better manager of your funds than you are really doing? How can you become a better parent? How can you become a better Christian? These are questions we are seeking to get answers to through God's word. If you want to become a better version of yourself, you are really, really in the right place under the right instruction because the Holy Ghost will help you become a better version of yourself. That's God's will for you. And we said it begins by capturing a better vision and then you follow it up by forming better habits and then you make better decisions every day. Our decisions influence our lives. And then the next thing we need to do is to maximize time. And that's what we are presently looking at. Come with me to Ephesians chapter 5, 15 to 17. ESV says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. That is a text. Making the best use of time. The ESV says, Make the best use of time because the days are evil. Now, he says, Do not walk as unwise but as wise so those are the two ways we can walk you're either walking as wise 
or as unwise. And how we know whether you are walking as wise or not is based on what you do with time. If you are making the best use of time, you are wise. If you are making the worst use or poor use of time, you are foolish. And I pray that nobody watching now or me what thereafter would put their time into, will abuse their time. Now, the CV version of the same text says, Act like people with good sense and not like fools. These are evil times, so make every minute count. Make every minute count. Don't be stupid. Instead, find out what the Lord wants you to do. The ESV verse 17 says, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is Paul, a man who understood what to do with time, a man who maximized his life and time so much that when he came to the end of his life, he could boldly say, I have fought the good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Now there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge shall give unto me on that day, and not to me only, but unto all those who love his appearing. For a man to be able to make such a bold statement, you can only tell that that is a man who lived in a way to maximize time, who maximizes his time and by extension his life. Apart from Paul, it was Christ who said, it is finished. He was so able to use time that when his assignment was over, he knew it was over. He, had, he abused no time at all. Every time was converted into fulfilling God's purpose until it was finished. Paul and Christ give us great examples of how we can effectively maximize our time. So we look at the need to maximize time. And we talked about that last week. We also established the fact that there are two things everyone needs to maximize time. We said you need a high sense of value for time. If you don't respect time, you can't maximize time. And then number two, you need to have wisdom. It takes wisdom to maximize time. Without wisdom, you abuse time. That's what the Bible says in Ephesians. He said, walk as wise, not as fools, redeeming time, making the best use of time. So our ability to make the best use of time is predicated on our wisdom. And our wisdom comes from God's word. So we are looking at practical keys to maximizing time. That's where we are. Practical keys to maximizing time. That's what we started looking at last week. We saw that Christ maximized time, Paul maximized time, and there were things they did that helped them to maximize time. And we want to be able to learn from the scriptures and from their lives how we can practically maximize our time and fulfill our days. So, number one, we say that if you are going to maximize time according to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, 15 to 17, he said, Look then carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise making the best use of time because the days are evil. Then he repeats, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So here Paul tells us, if you are going to be people who maximize time, wisdom is key. So we said that we need to choose the part of wisdom. Wisdom is too high for a fool. That's what the book of Proverbs tells us. Not everybody values wisdom. 
But the Bible says it's a principal thing. When you get the principal thing, you'll be able to control other minor issues of your life. So when the wisdom of God becomes a part of your life, you are able to live a meaningful life. You are able to maximize time. Jesus grew in stature and in wisdom. Apostle Paul. In fact, Peter at some point could commend Paul for the wisdom that was given to him. He said, even as our brother Paul, according to the wisdom of God which was given to him, these were great guys who must in my stand. One of their secrets was that both of them were wise. May you have value for wisdom. May you choose the path of wisdom. And we establish that wisdom begins with God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom does not begin in a nice crest. Wisdom does not begin in a Timothy school or one of the uh, Ivy League schools in the world. It begins with Christ. It begins by acknowledging Jesus and making him your Lord and Savior. Why? The fool had said in his heart, there is no God. You remember the rich fool? He had everything else apart from a relationship with God. So how much value you put on a relationship with God, whether you have one, even uh, it's, it's a question we should ask for, whether you've entered into a relationship with him. And if you have entered into, how much value you put into it. There are some Christians and they are still foolish. You remember the ten virgins, five were wise, five were foolish. Why? They were virgins. So we could look at them as Christians all the same. They are foolish Christians and they are wise Christians. They are not consciously investing in the greatest relationship they have. Their relationship with the Holy Ghost. Their relationship with the Word of God. Their relationship with Christ. They are not minding things that are of great importance to God and by extension to their eternal destinies. So, it's important that we have value for wisdom. Value for wisdom. We must choose wisdom every day. And that will help us to be able to maximize time. The second thing which we also see from Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 15 to 17 is the fact that we need to understand the will of God. We need to understand the will of God. We were given time essentially to fulfill God's will for our lives. You are not here to just make money, marry, give birth to children, educate them, and then retire. No. Your life is bigger than that. God has something greater in mind, something of greater importance, something that has eternal relevance, that just living, marrying, and giving birth to children, than just working and making money and retiring. God has a greater purpose for your life, a life that transcends time. A purpose that transcends time into all of eternity. And when we understand God's will for our lives, we are able to put our time into profitable use. Because essentially, that's what you are given time for. To fulfill God's will for our lives. That's what Jesus said. I am here to do the will of him that sent me and to finish. He said, I must work the works of him while it is day. While I have life. While I have time. I must work the work of him that sent me. Whose work are you passionately pursuing? Are you conscious that there is a greater will for your existence? Are you living in active pursuit of the same? Are you making investments that will help you to fulfill God's ultimate plan and goal for your life? You can live a hundred years. But listen, if you don't use that time to fulfill God's will and plan for your life, you are a failure. Our lives, are we are given time to essentially and primarily to fulfill God's purpose for our lives. We saw this in Apostle Paul's life. Uh, Acts chapter 22, verse 6 to 15. He said, As I was on the road approaching Damascus about noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone around me. I fell into the ground 
And a voice saying to me, so, so, why are you persecuting me? The people with, with me saw the light, but didn't understand the voice speaking to me. I asked, what should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, get up and go to Damascus, and there you'll be told everything you are to do. I was blinded by the intense light and had to be led by the hand to Damascus by my companions. A man named Ananias lived there. He was a godly man, devoted, deeply devoted to the Lord, and well regarded by all the Jews of Damascus. He came and stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. And that very moment I could see. Then he told me, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will. That's it. To know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak. For you are to be his witnesses, telling everyone what you have seen or heard. That's one of the primary reasons why you have life. God has chosen you to know his will and not just to know it, but to do it. And so we have to make our time count. We make our time count when we use our time to invest in things of eternal value. You heard me, things of eternal value. Not everything we spend our time on has eternal value. Not everything we spend our time on produces enduring works, produces works that can follow us into all of eternity. So we need to be mindful how we use our time. We use time effectively when we use time to fulfill God's plan and purpose for our lives. So we are on in. So if you are going to make the most of our time, make every minute count. Number one, we must choose wisdom. Number two, we must uh, pursue God's plan and purpose for our lives. He says he knows the plans that he has for us, plans of good and not of evil, to give us a future and a hope. And number three, if you are going to make the most of our time, we need to set goals and pursue them. Set goals and pursue them. It's very, very important that we understand that the wheel upon which time runs are your goals. If there are no goals, you abuse time. When you don't have a goal, you abuse time. When you don't have a destination, anywhere will look like it. What are your goals in life? First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26. CV, this is what Apostle Paul says. He said, I don't run without a goal. Huh. I don't run without a goal. I don't box by beating my fist in the air. I don't run without a goal. Are you running your life without a goal? Do you have a goal? Is there a goal you are running? Do you wake up knowing that there's a goal to, that you are driving towards? There's a target you are seeking to achieve. Do you have a goal in life? For your spiritual life, do you have a goal? For your financial life, do you have a goal? For your soul winning uh, assignment, do you have a goal? For your Christ, in your Christian work, do you have a goal? Do you have a goal for your financial life? Do you have a goal for your relationships? We need goals in every area of our lives. Paul said, I don't live a day without a goal. That's why the man was so effective. That was why he could so maximize time to the point where he could say, I have finished my assignment. You remember, some time ago, Jesus, while in his earthly ministry, he was besieged by his friends, Martha and Mary. They sent to him and said, your, your friend Lazarus is sick. Jesus said, I have a goal. I have not attained the goal yet, and so I need to stay focused and finish my goal. He had the goal. He tarried there three days. Why? Because the goal demanded it. Are you just moving helter scatter? Do you just uh, attend every invitation you receive? Do you just follow people anywhere they call you? Do you have a goal? Are you pursuing a certain objective? Are you, or you are just beating the air? You are just uh, going through the emotions. You need a goal if you must maximize time. Have goals. 
your spiritual goals. How many uh, uh, books in the Bible do you want to read? What is your goal for your spiritual life? When it comes to scriptural memorization, what is your goal? When it comes to soul winning, what is your goal? When it comes to becoming effective in your Christian devotion and service, what is your goal? How effective are you looking at yourself? It's very, very critical. When it comes to bonding and building a strong family, do you have a goal? Do you have a goal for your children? Do you have a goal for your spouse? Do you have a goal in the, in the areas of your life that matter most? That will inform how effectively you can put your time into use. Look at the Philippians 3 verse 12. I have not yet reached my goal. That's Paul. I have not yet reached my goal. He was always pursuing it. And I'm not perfect. But Christ has taken hold of me. So I keep on running and struggling to take hold of the prize. You will keep on. You will, be, you will always be in constant motion towards your goal. Why? Because there's a goal. Verse 14. I run toward the goal so that I can win the prize of being called to heaven. You see, there are times you can achieve something. But when you achieve it, you don't feel fulfilled or you don't have the joy that you need to have because it, was, it may probably not be a worthwhile goal. But every time you achieve a worthwhile goal, there is this joy, there is this sense of fulfillment, there is this sense of accomplishment, which is very critical if you are going to live a fulfilling and an impactful and a meaningful life. There is this energy that is released every time you are able to set goals and attain them. And we'll come to talk about goals, setting goals in particular, because that's very critical if you are going to live a better life. And then First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11. He said, make it your goal to live a quiet life. Have a goal in life. And it is important when these goals are written down. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. Write the vision down, make it plain. Don't just have goals in your head. Write them down. It can be your long-term goal, your short-term goal. Write your goals. Number three, if you are going to be effective, at, I think this is number four. If you are going to be effective at managing, at maximizing our time, we need to have a written plan of action in line with our goals. Have a written plan of action in line. If you are going to maximize 24 hours, you must have a plan for your day. If you are going to maximize 40 years, have a plan. We all need plans. Without a plan, abusing the day or wasting your time is guaranteed. If you don't plan to use your time effectively, listen, you have already planned to abuse your time and waste your time. Look at what the Bible says, Proverbs 16, verse 9. We make our plans, by the way, God will not make your plans for you. We make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. That is the New Living Translation, Proverbs 16, 9. The Good News Version says, we, you may make your plans, but God directs your actions. Again, Proverbs 16, 9. We make the plan we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. We make the plans of how we want to live. This is the message version. We make the plan on how we want to live, but only God helps us to live it. Only God makes us able to live it. So when you have a plan, the supernatural forces of end, the Holy Ghost actually empowers you to be able to accomplish that plan. You must understand that God works with planets. All the people that God has worked with in biblical times and is working with them in our modern times, they are people who have great plans. Great plans. Great plans. Some of them have 10-year plans, 15-year You need to, and you need to have a daily plan of action. When you wake up in the day, 
have a plan for the day. Have a plan. Now, listen, if you cannot plan for 24 hours, I'm not sure you can plan for one year. I'm not sure you can plan for five years. I'm not sure you can plan for 50 years. And if you don't have a plan for 50 years, you have really no business living because you are just wasting, going through the motions and wasting your life. So have a plan for the day. What do you want to achieve this day? Have a plan for your hours from morning 7 to 8 a.m. What do you hope to achieve? 9 to 10, what do you hope to achieve? It's key that you don't just plan the day, plan the hours, plan the minute, and plan the seconds. That way, you'll be effectively making use of your time. Again, we also are able to make use of time number five when we make a to-do list and work from it. Make a to-do list. Apart from choosing wisdom and understanding God's will and setting goals and making plans based on the goals another thing that is critical is to make a to-do list and work from it learn to work from a list it's it's so so refreshing every time you have a list of things to do and you are able to do them there is this new release of energy there's this excitement that fills you that this sense of accomplishment that it comes with and it's so beautiful so make a list wake up in the morning make a list what am i going to do today you have a plan for the day then you make a list of the things you are going to do in the day. Maybe from this time to that time, I'm going to see that person. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Make a list of things that you are to do. And then the next thing that we will be uh, talking about next week will continue. But without the list, you are not likely to make an effective use of your time. So you need to make a list. Work from a list. You are going to the market. Have a list of things you are going to buy. Or you'll be asking for prices of things you have not planned to buy. And the reason why a lot of people go to the market and they buy on imports is because they don't have a list. Have a list and work from the list. Today, what do you want to achieve? Have a list. Work from it. Number one, this is it. Sometimes when you make the list, you even realize that your number one on your list is not important or it should become number 10. But without the list, you just be doing things and you think that you are being effective. Meanwhile, you are achieving nothing. If you are going to be effective in life, if you are going to maximize time you need to have a plan and work from a list and i pray that in this new month as you learn to put some of these keys to practice you will effectively be a master of your time listen if you master time you have mastered life but if you lose time you have lost life uh, benjamin frankly said that whoever loves life must make sure that they work with time because time is the stuff life is made out of time is the stuff life is made out of. I pray that you won't waste your life by wasting your time. It's a new month. Make sure that you get to business on the things that matters most. Get to your plans. Set goals and the grace of God, which is our portion this year, will be upon you, will be on your plans to see your plans come to pass. Everybody God worked with was a man who planned. The man Moses, he was given a plan to work with when he was building the tabernacle. You remember Noah? Noah was given a plan. The temple of Solomon had a plan. God always worked better with planners. If you are not a planner, God can't do much with you. Receive grace to plan your life. Receive grace to plan your minutes. Receive grace to plan your hours. Receive grace to plan your days. And by extension, you'll be able to fulfill your days and make the most of your life. The Lord bless you and thank you so much once again for being part of our broadcast today. We look forward to have another exciting episode with you same time next week as we continue on this tangent of maximizing time. God bless you. Like I always do, I always want to encourage you and invite you, particularly if you're watching this broadcast for the first time, come into partnership with us. We have a mandate from Christ to take the gospel to the nations. 
on any platform that human beings are on and you help you partner with us when you commit to sowing monthly seeds of as low as one Ghana CD and as high as whatever the Holy Ghost puts on your heart. God will bless you and we look forward to having you join us same time on another exciting episode of A Self Today next week. Till I come your way same time next week, maximize the grace of God. You are blessed. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. God bless. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no.